feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Sundance Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, you hurt my feelings. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Are you? Are you? You're going <laughs> to pay. Really, I didn't really hurt his feelings, everyone. Today we are reviewing Nicole Hall of Centers. You Hurt My Feelings, starring Julia Louis-Dreyfus, uh, Tobias Menzies, Michaela Watkins, Owen Teague, Arian Moyed, uh, Jeannie Berlin, and more... Eric, how are you today? I didn't actually hurt your feelings, right? No, no, you didn't. But this is going to be a therapy session in a weird way, I think, because uh, one of the main characters, Don, played by Tobias Menzies, uh, plays a therapist. So uh, we will be having a one-on-one session that you, the viewer or or watcher or listener, uh, does not have to pay for. No, um, this isn't that what every episode of the podcast is for me and you? I guess maybe more of the main show. Yes. We're just kind of talking out partly our lives, but mixed with the entertainment industry. But yes, today it is You Hurt My Feelings being distributed by A24. Uh, it does not have a release date yet, I don't think, no. right, Eric? But uh, it will probably uh, come out later uh, this year. Uh, if you guys know nothing about it, here's a little synopsis from Wikipedia. Beth struggles with a lack of self-confidence and her marriage with unsuccessful therapist Don, wow, <laughs> is affected by a betrayal. Before this, they had a peaceful but codependent relationship, which makes their only child uncomfortable. Beth's sister helps her cope with the pain, possibly because of her own struggles with her husband, Mark, who is a struggling actor. I don't know if that's totally accurate that's an well the unsuc- unsuccessful, unsuccessful therapist thing I, I don't think i don't think that's i think he is successful. as well as like beth's sister's struggles with her husband i don't know if that's like it's no. sort of but like not really but no. you know anyways sorry i mean i just read it from wikipedia but oh oh are we still here yeah yeah okay yeah me? we still are it said a it, i lost connection but we're good uh let's keep it rolling eric i'll kick it back over to you what did you think of you hurt my feelings A charming comedy full of sensitive observations, Matt. I think it's one of those films that kind of hits that perfect middle ground. It's a movie for grownups, and it's very rare that you get something like this, you know, amidst, you know, blockbuster adaptations of comic book movies or, you know, big kind of spectacle films. Like, this is that kind of movie that would perfectly you know, kind of work within the mid tier range in, you know, the 1980s, early nineties, and people would go to and kind of build the nice word of mouth. Um, The dynamic between the two leads is really earnest, but also finds very relatable aspects in how, you know, people behave in relationships that are very kind of um, set in their ways, but also kind of finding nuances and the fear of just hurting somebody when you don't want to hurt them, but also not being truthful. And I think when mm-hmm. you're not truthful about something, like the even lies it, we tell the people white lies, kinda, yeah. to, you know, to, 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 to save, you know, them from, from, from pain and hurt can only make things worse. And that is kind of the, the, the crux I think of, um, what Nicole Hall of Center is doing here, but it's also just again like 
very naturalistic in how the actors yeah. are very performing chill, with each other. Weirdly. Yeah, it's a very easygoing, laid back film, but that doesn't mean what it it's doesn't have heavy themes and or and, what it's and, trying to say. Know. The, yeah, the dramatic exactly. dynamics are all there. Um, and even just, I think one of the best things about this movie is the compositions and framing in the production design. Like I love the office of Tobias Menzies, Don character yeah. and how we see in the opening, you know, uh, real life couple playing a fictional couple, <laughs> yeah, David Amber Cross Tamlin. and Amber yeah. Tamlin. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then we see that similar setup later on in the movie in uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus and Tobias Menzies apartment where they're sitting on the couch and their son who has issues with their relationship is becoming kind of not a shrink per se, but um, sort of, you know, calling them out on their codependency and also their coddling of him. And I think like that is just interesting in terms of the framing of it, but also the direction of, of a scene like that and how, when you go back and forth between those intervals of him at work at dawn at work, and then coming back to the family dynamic of how those things play out in, you know, the real world and, and how mm -hmm. we kind of maybe don't see those things right away, but they're there. Yeah, I, I was I didn't actually end up tweeting a review for the movie, but I had something kind of like written out where I was like, I just found this like a wonderfully like mature and mature in a way of like, you know, adult, not in, in like explicit or anything, but just a, a mature and mellow kind of movie where it's like, you know, sort of a character piece on all these different people and their relationships in New York. And and it is sort of like first world problems kind of thing. Like they're, you know, wealthy and white and, and live in New York and things like that. So their issues aren't necessarily in the grand scheme of things super you know, they even joke about it in the movie of being like the world's on fire and we're worrying about kind of some of this stuff. Right. And, and I just feel like hall of center does such a great job of never really judging any of these characters or their relationships, never taking it to that like melodramatic kind of area that it would be so easy to kind of, um, get to in, in this, in a movie like this with some of the problems that these characters are going through. Um, and I just found it like really enjoyable to watch, yet it still had these heavy themes and complicated relationships. And I just felt like they treated them all with respect and the characters even treated each other with respect and had complicated conversations and were honest with one another, even though the, the movie is is you know, surrounded by this this lie, which is what the movie's about, right? Of of a man, a husband, you know telling a white lie to his wife that he liked her novel when he didn't, right? And, yeah, her first and fictional just, novel, right? Like, that's also yeah, important where it's like... She, her memoir w was so, really successful. Well, successful to a degree because yes, there's all this yeah. whole debate whether or not she has the right agent representing her and, you know, her, her memoir about her abusive relationship with her father and, and how her father was specifically verbally abusive, you know, was, was something really powerful and, and poignant. And now she's kind of... Ver you know, venturing off into the world of fiction with a mystery novel. And, you know, she's given this or different drafts to her husband over, you know, the time she's been writing it for about a couple of years. And every time that, you know, Don responds, it's always been positive notes and never anything, you know, criticizing it. But then when she overhears, you know, Don saying he doesn't like, the novel and you know he has every right not to like the novel and that's not the point of it it the point is that he was never upfront with her to begin with about 
his dislike of it or what didn't work. And, you know, like you can argue again, and, and it does make this argument. And, and I think it's really important that it does that ultimately it doesn't really matter what he thinks, you know, some people will like something and some people won't. I think that's the, that's the point of, even if you're in a marriage with that person. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's also the, the point of art in general, right. Or even something that's considered just like purely entertainment. I weirdly thought about that line about, you know, Channing Tatum, you know, weirdly chastising uh, Sandra Bullock in uh, the lost city where, you know, Bullock is saying like my work is crap and it's just, you know, just basically like, uh, an airplane novels she writes yeah, yeah, yeah but then but then tatum's character is like you know though no, this actually makes people happy and 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 success like and that this, you can't take that away yeah right? and that's like, a success yeah. in its own right you know and and that's kind of what is kind of being said there a little bit with the novel where you know like just because someone doesn't like it doesn't mean necessarily that it's bad it's just that you know everybody has an opinion on something but when you're that close to somebody you shouldn't be afraid to be honest with them and then you're only making a conflict worse because it grows over time and the longer you keep that within you the, the you know the pressure of eventually that coming out in one way or another will cause a rift be worse than you saying right up front that you didn't enjoy something right especially when someone cares about another person's opinion right you might not want to hurt their feelings but your approval is important to the other person or your opinions and thoughts and contributions are important to the other person those are the type of like really adult and complicated but like like wonderful conversations that you got throughout this movie. And I felt like it again, never went into melodrama, which it so easily could have. And like, and I think you get that throughout, you have Arian Moyed's character going through struggles in his career as an actor and, and, um, you know, dealing with similar things of people telling you you're not good enough for something, right. And how that affects you in your career and same with even um don uh, uh tobias menzies character as a therapist of people telling him uh being honest with him and saying you're not a good therapist you're not helping <laughs> zach cherry from his, severance yeah yeah and and the spider-man movies um uh a very funny comedian but like even with uh you know david cross and amber tamblin of trying to help them and i think they were having a lot of fun uh, hating each other in these sequences because I'm sure they're happily married, right? But they got to play this couple that is just absolutely miserable with one another. And, um, you know, it's some some of the stuff people have been talking about in that new Apple TV show, Shrinking, right? Of like a therapist just uh, finally actually saying what they mean instead of just kind of sugarcoating things or... Or, 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 or letting the person or, come to their... Because yes. you're not supposed to... A therapist's yeah. job is not supposed to tell you what to do or or to, to tell you what... It's supposed to guide you a little yes. bit and you come to your own realizations and you come to your own... Like, which is anything, I think. Like, I taught you... I have these conversations with my family and my wife and things like that. Like, you never never want to be told what to do you want to kind of like work with the person and get them to get there themselves right because that's always going to be more satisfying for that person so it, it's very a complicated and adult thing and that's what i mean by this being a mature movie like i i really feel like these aren't the, these are the types of movies we don't get much anymore and we do get them there but you just got to have to look a little bit harder and i mean shout out to a24 that this isn't your classic kind of a24 movie i don't think but it's more um, mainstream and accessible and i mean like nicole hall center has always made these kind of contemporary slice of life dramedies you know she she's worked with 
you know Julie Louis Dreyfus before with an, uh, enough said you know the the last one of the last movies that James Gandolfini was in and like even that movie you know had its conflicts and and resolutions where like it was sort of you know an older couple dating and falling in love and what that means in in terms of finding a balance between being set in your ways and then also trying to be um you know accommodating and and open to you know finding that balance and 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 wanting to change enough in order to you know be with that other person and like her movies are always these really i think taken a lot of her films are taken for granted because they 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 look so easy to make and they are kind of almost yeah. feel weirdly improvised even though they're not and those kind of aspects i mean can be attributed to you know someone like judd apatow who you know his movies are much more popular i guess than nicole hoff center because she comes from a more of an indie background but like you know her stuff again has always kind of been very grounded in a reality even though you know there is a lot of affluence and wealth between you know, between a lot of these characters or in this case, but even with some of her other stuff as well, you know, like uh, friends with money and and things like that. You like, you think like, okay, yeah. Like these are, you know, very successful um, people, white people for the most part But they're still people, right? And I think that's why. And and I like Owen Teague a lot in this. Like, I think like he is really good as kind of, you know, feeling like, okay, well, you guys were never giving me the opportunity to fail. I needed that chance to just figure things out on my own. And I'm only really starting to do that now that I've, I've become an adult and I have to be more independent. And then like, even some of the stuff with, you know, Michaela Watkins as, as an interior designer and sort of the crap that she has yeah. to deal with. And it's like, well, what's the point of all this? And, and like that cast, those are things that, yeah. too, as the sisters, you know, as Julie Louis Dreyfus and, and Michaela Watkins yes. as, as sisters. So, yes, they, that is fantastic uh, casting. I will say that. But then those are the types of things that, yeah, the movie tackles with like your career, right? With, you know, like I said, uh, Mark, who is Arian Moyet's character, and everyone's going through their own stuff with their jobs. And I felt like that very relatable even though I'm not quite at the ages of, of a lot of these characters. I'm in my mid-30s, but you know, I've, I've talked openly about my struggles in my career. I mean, obviously, we love doing this, and that's a very that's my passion. That's what I love doing. Not a lot of money in this, Eric. I don't know if you know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I always have to kind of you know find another thing to supplement this. Uh, but I've struggled, you know, finding meaning in that work, and 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 you know, you feel like you're just it's pointless, and you're not adding anything to the world, right? And and you know, it is not necessarily an ensemble piece. It's very much Julia Louis Dreyfus's movie. But I I'd say like it's a two hander. Gets... I, I would say it's yeah. between Don and Beth. But it's like uh, totally, it's their but... it's their world and and the characters with or it's their story but the characters mm-hmm. within the story aren't just simply you know supporting players that come and go like they feel yeah. very much integral to the life of these characters and and Absolutely. so the walking and talking thing i think is always something that's really fascinating with movies that take place especially in new york where characters are very casually kind of you know walking down a street and having a a philosophical conversation or something that's kind of maybe minute in some detail but means something to them and it just again like I think the best kind of movies that do this feel as though they just set up a camera and started shooting but obviously that is not the case because there is so much work that goes into the writing and the rehearsing of a scene like that and just the timing of it and 
those things can easily be taken for granted in the way that this kind of movie I think always is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why it's, it's so well done is because we're not getting a lot of them anymore, you know? Yep. I totally agree. Uh, really like 93 minutes, the, as much as it accomplishes in that runtime, fantastic chef's kiss. Uh, but it looks great. The performances are great. I think it's a very mature movie that anyone, you know, our age and above will really kind of enjoy. So I definitely highly suggest it whenever it comes out. Uh, later this year through A24. I'm not sure if it has a Canadian distributor yet. Oh, yeah, the A24 deal with uh, Sphere Films, right? Sphere Should Films Canada. Unless yeah. unless somebody picked it up at a script stage, which Read could that, be the thing as well. Because, like, I mean, we talked a little bit about Nicole Hall Center not too long ago because she was one of the co-writers on The Last Duel as well. Um, yeah. So it's it's just always interesting to see where she goes as as, as a writer and as a, as a director. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a very free-flowing movie solid performances across the board um the other thing that uh, uh this this movie gets an extra bump for uh and we've been saying his name wrong the whole time josh pice uh josh pice is in this movie yeah. so automatically thumbs up <laughs> eric's a huge pice fan Just uh, a pice head. <laughs> the, the in joke there is that he played Raphael in the original ninja turtles movie correct yes and he's a, yes. a very well-known uh, New York character actor and pops yeah. up in tons of stuff. Pops up um, in everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give the movie a four out of five. Really, really liked it. I'm also giving it a four out of five. I think it's just a solid, well done little movie. Awesome. Uh, thank you all for listening or watching. We really, really do appreciate it. You can get all of our Sundance reviews right here on Untitled Movie Reviews. We should have between 10 and 15 reviews up for you guys. Uh, Some of them are already up like infinity pool and magazine dreams and Eileen, uh, but we'll have more that throughout this entire week. So depending on when you're listening to this, a bunch of them should be up. So go check out uh, everything on this channel, untitled movie reviews, Uh, the cast of us episode uh, three long, long time is now available for you guys to listen to or watch. Please. If you've, if you've watched that episode, it's phenomenal. So we did a, two hour breakdown of that uh i think it's one of the best episodes of television in a long long time uh so go check that out cast of us is on podcast services and youtube as well uh one-stop shop for everything just head over to letterbox which is untitled underscore movies you can get all of our podcasts there like the cast of us like untitled movie reviews like untitled movie podcasts so that's your best spot for all of that uh as always my name is matt Rohrbeck. you can find more of my work around the internet but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com and you can follow me on all those social medias at matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews and interviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene. I have interviews with writer-director Brendan Cronenberg for Infinity Pool and Jesse Eisenberg, who wrote and directed When You Finish Saving the World. So check those out. Awesome. Uh, until next time. Who puts mashed potato salad in tinfoil? Oh, yeah. Matt, <laughs> just potato salad. Or potato I, salad. Is mashed potato salad a thing? I Let's make know, it a thing. But potato salad, yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone.